All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Finance Friday with the illustrious Odelia Goldberg. Odelia, say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? And today we're going to talk about uh, a topic that is just so timely for everything going on in Florida right now, which is buying real estate here, right? So I don't know, is Florida different than buying real estate in other places? Um, yeah, it kind of is, surprisingly so. You know, we've got a few nuances to purchasing real estate in Florida that, you know, I wanted to just quickly touch upon. Now, probably first-time buyers aren't going to get quite as much out of this conversation as somebody that's actually purchased something in another state and is considering relocating to the sunny state, which, in my humble opinion, is a great place to both live and die, right? South Florida is very sad. I like that. It's a good place to live and die because our, yeah, what do they call us? Florida's the, um, waiting. um death's waiting room, waiting. right? That's not terrible. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got some great tax laws for that as well. So it's kind of like everything all lumped into place. Um, but for today, we'll talk about buying real estate in Florida and how it differs. And initially when we have the offer that is, signed by the buyer and that is sent to the seller, that's our contract. A lot of times in some states, the parties enter into an agreement to enter into an agreement. And so they get into this escrow phase and then they get into the contract phase. But in Florida, the offer is really the contract, right? That's our first difference. Okay, um, so we're a little simpler. <laughs> Maybe, is that simpler? Does like a shorter transaction period? It has benefits. It has some downsides too. And um, also in Florida, the realtors are the ones who are actually drafting the contract, right? So it's not an attorney that's um, drafting the agreement. It would be a realtor that shows you the property, put the offer together, the buyer signs it, sends it to the seller, and the seller signs it, and voila, we're in contract. Then the attorneys get involved. So sometimes, sometimes, problem because we get the contract after it's been signed uh buyer and say, seller is that dangerous like having a non-attorney draft uh contracts like that it seems like it would maybe well, be a little perilous um you know what they do all the time they're actually pretty darn good at it you know <laughs> they do a pretty good job quite often some nuances but by and large the contracts that we get you know they they're the standard form documents. So it's pretty much filling in the blanks. Of course, there are some nuances to terms that we would initially want to consider. So it is always best to have your attorney review, but that's in life, right? Am I telling you something you don't know? Like don't sign anything unless you have your attorney <laughs> review, right? Am I just like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just absolutely. for buying real estate? Yeah. No, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. When you're buying, you know, real property in the amount of, you know, 300,000 hundred thousand a million dollars like this makes sense to have someone you know just take a second glance so, i don't know million dollar property it's like you know pocket change <laughs> i guess for some people um okay so my question now is does it change if you buy an investment property is that different than if you're going to buy that something you're going to live in yourself um we have different types of right we've got a commercial contract we've got the residential contract but typically again you know in most instances it really is the realtor that drives a lot of this now for larger commercial deals you know usually these people already have attorneys you know that are kind of 
built into the system to review documents. But, you know, if we've got some new investors or first time investors, sometimes they don't have that relationship. So quite often, you know, I get pulled into commercial agreements that have already been signed as well. So it's not um, it's just just how it's done in South Florida. <laughs> so, OK, so you said Florida is a good place to die also. <laughs> As morbid as, as that sounds. So what happens when you die? What happens to your property? Where does it where does it go? <laughs> or who does it go to? I guess um, this is the better question. <laughs> so there's a misconception that pro- that property sheets to the state. Um, that usually doesn't happen. Every state has its own uh, test state statutes that talk about what happens when someone passes away without a will. However, if someone passes away, even if they have a will, that will gets probated, right? So wills always get probated. Sometimes people think that if they have a will, oh, my stuff already knows where it's going to go. We don't need to go to probate. But that's not really true. Um, When someone has property and it's just in their name and they don't have a beneficiary designation and pass away, whether they have a will or not, asset needs to go through the probate court so that the universe could know where that property will go. Wow. Okay. So I thought that if you had a will, you were kind of like, you're good. No, it's not that simple. Yeah. Oh, geez. I got a lot to learn. I guess. <laughs> so, okay. So you go through the probate court. Did they ever change? Like if you said, oh, I want my property to go to my dog or something like crazy like that, would they change it or, or, or they kind of have to just notify everyone. Um, <laughs> you can't really have your property go to your dog. That's not going to happen. Um, no. If you want to go back to buying real property in Florida and how it differs from other states, because there are a few other big top items that I want to discuss. And one of those is that a title company in Florida can represent both the buyer and the seller, right? It's not really considered representing a title company facilitate a closing on behalf of the buyer and the seller, which differs greatly. In some states, you have to have individual representation, right? In Florida, you can have the title company doing both sides of the transactions. It's very, very common. Um, Another difference is that not all title companies are attorney owned. You can have an individual such as yourself that open up a title company. You consider (laughs) it? I know absolutely nothing about titles. I, I never considered opening a title company. I'm going to stick with what I know, taxes, accounting, etc. Yeah. So anyone, literally anyone can open a title company? Yeah. It's a business. It's licensed business, but it's a okay. business. It doesn't require an attorney. Um, but it's an advantage, in my humble opinion, uh, to having an attorney-owned title company because, for multiple mm-hmm. reasons, but one of the reasons is because you know, what if things go south, right? What if there is a situation and you do need an attorney involved? Or what if the person on the other side has an attorney involved and you need to have that communication back and forth? So there's quite a few advantages to having a title company that is attorney owned or having a law firm run your title. It's pretty much cost the individual the exact same. You know, they, the charges are not, um, uh, they don't vary from uh, title companies to law offices to attorney-owned title companies. It's pretty much the promulgated rate, so you get it at the same, you know, the same amount. Um, but the advantages, in my opinion, are significantly greater. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, 
Cool. Anything else? Any other good things to know? Especially what oh, about people moving more. out of Please from more. out of state? Talk about this for days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get me talking. I'll never stop. Uh, another difference is that who pays the title insurance differs from county to county. So in some counties, in most of the counties in Florida, the seller pays the title company and the seller pays for the title insurance policy, which is probably other than the commission significant portion of the cost of purchasing real estate. Um, however, in Broward and in Miami, um, it would be the buyer that picks the title company and pays for the title policy. Broward and Miami are different than all of the other counties in Florida. Wait. For many reasons. <laughs> Wait. That's one of the big <laughs> That's really a thing. Okay, so our counties, how we have to do it here in our counties, different than the rest of the state? I had no idea. I really, I mean, I've only bought one house and it's in Broward County, so I don't have experience like buying houses elsewhere. I had no clue that it was different in the county than yeah, elsewhere in the state. I'm like, you know, it's down to the, yeah. Um, and then another thing I want to talk about while you've got me is yeah. HR, right? Associations, because a lot of the purchases that happen in Florida, more than in most areas, uh, have associations with whether they're homeowners or um, condo boards or co-ops. Uh, there is oftentimes an association involved in the purchase of real estate. So um, making sure that you allow yourself time to get the approval necessary from the association and to get the approvals necessary so that you know the individual buyer um, has the information. Quite often we forget that you know these associations are mini governments, you know, run by the idiot next door. Right, you vote them, but ooh, ooh, that's why right. they What's call them cool? condo commandos for a reason, right? <laughs> your neighbors become your and a lot your of boss. times people complain about you know whoever's in power and president. But I always say to them like the people that affect your life significantly on a day to day is the idiot next door that's running HOA, and people don't realize that until they get into a dispute with their HOA, oh, and at that point yeah. they realize, oh yeah, these people are not only idiots. But they really control a significant portion of how I live and the effect that they have on me is significant. So making sure that there's an interview, they interview you, that you also interview them, right? And you want to make right. sure that it's like-minded, that you like the the people <laughs> that you're going to be living yeah. with or interviewing you, that you guys get along. So that's a significant portion of purchasing real estate and stuff that people don't usually um, pay attention to until it's too late. Gotcha. All right, Odelia, my last question for you. It's not about real estate. <laughs> Do you have any strange hobbies? And I've known you for a long time, so maybe I something know. I don't even don't know about. <laughs> Matt, you know too much already. <laughs> Guess what I can say in this podcast? Because, you know, I don't know <laughs> who your listeners are, right? Um, um, my love of reality TV. OMG, you know. I Oh gosh, I'm in the dark about it. Like, you know, all, but now I have just come to terms that this is a huge, huge, it's a, it's a passion. I really love reality. No, you know what? It's more of a religion. It's more, um, it's a cult. It's a lifestyle. It's like, I know you always tell me the best shows to watch. I'm, I'm working on the Scientology right now. It's a little bit crazy. I probably shouldn't say too much online. They might come after me, but <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Odelia, thank you so, so much. 
Uh, I learned a ton. Things I had no idea about buying real estate in Florida. So, you know, I, I think everyone be smart. You know, find a good realtor, but then find a good attorney also. Yeah. And with that, Thank we you, are Thank you. done Appreciate for today. It. And I hope you'll come back and tell us some more cool things about real estate. Next time we could talk all about that. That could go on and on. Why it's so great to die in Florida. Oh, yeah, for years. Dying in Florida. All right, that'll be a future topic. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. See you soon.